everybody. Oh, there it goes. Well, no, it's fine. You're good. Hi. Hi. It was just black. <laughs> Everything loaded up, but it was black. So. <laughs> and we are as live. soon as I said something, it was like, ah, we're here. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Game Goose. We had a very clean start there. Today is June 16th, 2020. This is season two, episode 43. My name is Dan Curry. Over there, drinking a Corona, I believe, is, is. Clinton Brower. But we don't uh, give advertisements for free, so it's it's hidden in this Yeti, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, Yeti, our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> We're very rich from their sponsorship. We thank them uh, for, you know, making our lives really easy. Yeah, what do you got, a line And Google? holding our beverages. <laughs> yes, I got a line in Google. Nice. Um, Clinton, or Neil, how are you? <laughs> well, I'm beverage. I guess I got a, I got a Nalgene, if we're all showing off our, our <laughs> beverage sponsorships. Um, you can throw this in a wood chipper, and it'll probably break, but it's pretty strong. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, that's funny. I'm doing good. You know, that reminds me of, have you ever seen that guy? It was this video. It was a while ago. They're at a, uh, like a head shop where they sell like smoking stuff. Yeah. And this guy has this bong and he's like, this is made out of a special glass that won't break. Watch this. I'm going to throw it on the ground. It's going to bounce right back up. And it just <laughs> immediately <Death>. shatters. <laughs> it's so satisfying because he's just shocked because it's just like, there's no bounce at all. It just <laughs> melts into the ground, basically. That's funny. That's a great video. Uh, before we get started, we have a reader email. It's been a minute since we have one of these. Uh, Hi, guys. Loved the mascot talk. It reminded me of some games I played or characters I knew even if I never played the games. I have to say the classic version of Mario definitely predates the N64. I remember seeing ads for Mario 3 when I was around 8 years old. One ad was of fans around the world holding up pieces of paper to create an image of Mario we know and love today. Playing the original Mario didn't really give any insight to who he was, but in the very early 90s, he established himself. I agree on the rest, especially Sonic being Sega's mascot. Which is funny because the original ads for Sega Genesis says Sega Genesis does what Nintendo don't, playing up the adult nature, and their most beloved character ended up being a cute hedgehog who runs fast. Anyway, keep up the good work, Pat Siever. Because I think we were talking about Mario kind of coming into his own for the N64, but I guess Super Mario 3 probably would be the one where he got like real cartoony and more uh, easier to be like, oh, this guy isn't just a blob of pixels you know yeah well he would have been on yeah. the cover of all those games too as right. well he wasn't on the cover of super mario but later ones yeah. he had a, yeah more of a unique or more human look to him i guess over the yeah. just pixels with his big old nose oh my god sorry i just had to send a work email and then i came back to the Twitch stream rather than the Discord stream, and my body wasn't moving, but I knew I was moving, and I freaked out for about three seconds. <laughs> Neil thought he died and had not about experience, everybody. We're killing uh, it. We're killing it. Just like sudden salvia flashback. Um, <laughs> I, I really like that tagline, though, Pat. The uh, I read that email. The uh, Sega does when a 10 don't. The, yeah. I, that's pretty fun competitive marketing for you know whatever that was late 80s yeah early 90s early 90s 
Um, Sorry, I'm just fighting yeah, with you wanna my s- chair here. <laughs> if you want to, you guys don't need a comma on everything you're doing. <sighs> I look like a weirdo, though. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. But, you know, you could have left out the podcast people. They would have just yeah. been like, oh, Clinton's very normal. <laughs> I'm sure they can hear me huffing, though. <laughs> if you would like to send us an email, you can send it to us at gamegoosepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, while I have a little bit of an allergy attack and my eyes start running, why don't you guys talk about what you've been playing this week? You can stop commenting on everything you do, Dan. <laughs> yeah, Dan. Uh, I'll go first because it's not much. Um, okay. Played a lot of Apex. Really, really loving it. Back into it. It's yes. my favorite Battle Royale. Um, you dragged me back into it. And I was playing it and I was like, because I kind of fell off because I was so bad at it and I just... There's something that wasn't clicking, and I was like, I'm just going to play, and I started playing like solo, and it'll get better. And now I'm feeling like I'm doing okay, and I really like it. Uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, I played... Dan bought me for my birthday. The Generous Soul bought me uh, Risk Urban Assault for $3.50, and yeah. uh, it's really fun. I played a game I played a game against Dan, um, and it was pretty fun 1v1, and then I played a couple of the uh single player player story missions and uh yeah i it's it's a great cheap board game i like the tactical warfare the animations are simple and clean and quick uh i highly recommend it if you've got five bucks burning a hole in your pocket and you want to play some risk also it's not as boring as regular risk yes i got this for neil because um i got there was like a, a hasbro sale a couple weeks ago where i got monopoly uh, which we also bought Neil to make him play Monopoly. <laughs> Monopoly, Risk, and Uno. Um, really liked Uno, really liked Monopoly. And then I played Risk, and I was like, regular Risk is so boring. It is just like a 100% chance. Um, not a 100% chance. Obviously, there's strategy to where you move and stuff. But you there's just not a lot to do. Um, so I was kind of looking, and because I, I like Risk, and I like a lot of the variations of Risk. Like one of our favorites is Risk 20. 200 or 2210 or something like that which is like a space one where you have generals i have like a walking dead risk where zombies take a turn and i think that risk can get really interesting and i read online people were like if you like those get this one and this one's a lot of fun so it has generals and you can build bases and things like that you were in you were in like stars for winning battles and you can kind of just fortify and do different things than just roll die and hope you win yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty interesting. Um, I, I don't think I played anything else. Uh, you played <laughs> No Man's Sky with us. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you guys talk about that. I'm not. So, <coughs> ooh, sorry. Fucked I'm not. You. I'm really not feeling it. Um, but that's that's a me thing. It's not the game. The yeah. game seems to be working just fine. Other than there was one, I built a base, I flattened ground, and I built a base. And there was one spot by like a bunch of things, like by my power generators. And every time I stood there, I fell through the earth into the infinite nothingness. And he'd be like swimming and make all these weird noises. And then he'd pop up back up on to where he was standing and take fall damage. That was it. That was that was weird. <laughs> yeah, I've been enjoying No Man's Sky. I'm happy it's on Game Pass. Glad I didn't pay for it. Um, we'll see what that's like if I keep playing and if it leaves Game Pass eventually. But it's fun. I mean, it's just like Ark in space for the most part. Um, uh, really enjoying flying around. I'm kind of just amazed at 
I haven't really gotten over the hump of just being amazed of how many galaxies there are, how many planets there are in each galaxy, and how big each planet is. Yeah. Like the map just seems like infinitely large. Um, yeah, it's and, pretty, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. I was looking at it, so there, I was like really getting into it and played another probably twenty hours in the last couple weeks, mm-hmm. uh, and there's a lot more to it than I thought. And the story mission of it, too, has really kind of caught me. Uh, So, like, the whole point of it is that you're, like, you start out crash-landed on this planet. You don't have any memory of your past, and you don't know kind of any anything, I guess. Uh, And you just go around scanning planets and plants and animals and rocks and shit. And... Through that, you end up kind of finding this story, uh, and the story of it was really interesting. If you play through the missions of it as it gives them to you, it uh, really kind of dives deep into this idea of, like, I don't know, spoiler. Do either of you care if I spoil this for you? No. I don't. So the the whole thing is that... you are part of a simulation and this thing called the atlas is corrupted and it's trying to like reboot itself so that it can get rid of some of the corruption or whatever and it's tried like countless times to do it and every time something gets corrupted or whatever uh and you end up uh traveling between these different iterations of it and that's kind of how you so like once you make it to the center of the universe you teleport into the next universe and if you get to the center of that one you go to the next one and if you go to the center of that one you go to the next one and there's i think there's like a hundred and fifty two or something of them it's some iteration of 16 because 16 plays a large part in it and like you find out that you have 16 minutes left in this uh uh simulation but the thing is you don't know like is it 16 of your minutes is it 16 of the simulations minutes is it 16 minutes of atlas's minutes and like what the 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 uh delineation of time there is uh, but yeah, you end up like traveling between these simulations is kind of the idea of it. So the whole thing is very kind of fourth wall breaking. Like, oh yeah, no, your character is just a simulation of a computer program, and it's like, oh, yeah, no, that's exactly what they are, like, <laughs> kind of thing. And it really caught me. I thought it was an interesting kind of take on a way to do a space exploration game. Nice. Yeah, I'm definitely not done with it. I think that it came like just like a week too late. Because for a long time, I was, like, looking for just really chill games. Like, I we were playing some Stardew, um, and we were playing, like, the golf and stuff, which I still like golf. And uh, golf with your friends. We played a couple rounds of that. Rounds of that. And then I then Clubhouse Games came out, and I was playing Clubhouse Games and poker and just kind of listening to music and playing those chill games, and I kind of scratched that itch. And now suddenly I just want to play, like, action-packed, let's-go kind of shit. And yeah. so... Um, that's kind of fallen to the wayside, but I definitely want to get back into it. Yeah. <clears throat> I haven't really played much this week, to be honest. I, uh, yeah. I've been playing, uh, no man's sky here and there, but even not much of that. Uh, mm. 
I haven't played anything on my computer. I haven't played League. I haven't played Overwatch on it. I haven't done anything on my computer. I've just been yeah. kind of chilling out, relaxing, watching TV this kind of nice. last couple of weeks. Played some games um, with you guys, but other than that. Yeah. Oh, uh, I forgot I beat Portal. Oh, I beat Portal too. Portal also. Yes. <laughs> and then Neil and I played Portal 2, the multiplayer. Played through the very short multiplayer. Um, no, nothing to say. You all know what Portal is. Go play yeah. it again if you haven't played it in years. You'll forget what the puzzles are. So much fun. The humor's so great. Good. The writing's fantastic. It'll take you, what, three to... hours? Yeah, it took Five like three, hours, four maybe. hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Portal 2 multiplayer was so fun. The only complaint is it was way too short. Yeah, was, I think it was like five worlds. Each puzzle probably took us half yeah, an hour. We, we beat it. I would say a night, but we beat it in like a small portion of a night. <laughs> so yeah. that's so fun. I, that's like a uh, franchise. If they announced the Portal Three, I would just like poop. You know, <laughs> <laughs> look at me. I'm Dan and Neil. We're so smart. We can solve puzzles so fast. <laughs> no, it, I think we were pretty on we track got, to being like average. We got we stuck got, really hard on one of them, and yes. it was all because Dan was like, "Did you do this?" And I was like, "Yeah, I totally did that." And then about thirty minutes later, I was like, "Neil, you didn't do that." <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, "Are you? Did you do this? Did you put a portal here and get the goop shooting through that portal?" He's like, "Yeah." And then so I was just like, oh, "Fuck it." It was just, and I did it, and I was like, "No, no, you did not you do didn't. that." <laughs> but I don't like the goop. Because I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of room for error with the goop that can mislead you. I can you agree can put that. it in the wrong spot on like or like whatever slight angle you get wrong, it might not shoot it far enough or whatever, <laughs> and it leads yeah. to. And but I, I mean, you know, I've harped on kind of things teaching you the wrong lessons before, and I think it leads yeah. to that where like you miss slightly with your goop spray. And then you just assume like, oh, this isn't the way I need to do this. It's teaching you the kind of the wrong idea yeah, okay. until you yeah. come back to it an hour later, frustrated, like, what the fuck's wrong with this goop? We did had a we did have a moment where like the goop, we kind of just did it slightly wrong, and it was like, this is the only thing we can do. There is a bridge. We need to get the other side of the bridge. We have speed goop. We have to cover the bridge in it and run. And for some reason, it didn't give us quite the correct ratio between the speed and the bounce at the end. Yeah. And and then we had to like go back, and Neil had to fix it so he could get across. So I get that. My other complaint is like I like I like the goop because it adds something different at least. Um, yeah. No. No. And I think it's a it's a great game, and I think the goop adds a lot mm-hmm. to it. And the 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 parts. Or the the puzzles where you have issue with it, I feel are very few and far between. They're not going yeah. to be like uh, an issue for you. Like it, yeah. I'm sure the issues that you had, uh, it's maybe one in a hundred have it. Like it's just like happen chance the way yeah. you put your portals, they didn't yeah. line correctly. The other thing is, I'm, I would like to play Portal Two campaign because uh, for me. The the it's a lot longer you know, than the first one, I think. Oh yeah. yeah, I think so. The multiplayer is so short; it's like you get done, like you hit the goop part so quick because there's only like five levels, and it's like there's so much more you could do with these portals, especially with two people. Yeah, I just feel like it's like now suddenly we're introducing this other thing where we probably could have just played with the portals for another five more levels, 
yeah. and then added. But they like didn't have to give you a multiplayer at all. This is true, but I just it, it's just uh it's just so it's not like oh fuck them it's not good enough yeah. it's, like, it's so good I just want it yeah. more. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they did a great job. It's so it's crazy to think about how they design those levels. Like, how do you come mm. up with a puzzle like that that just works so well compared to, like, I mean, you have this crazy mechanic or whatever, and then you mm-hmm. build these levels around it. Like, how do you how do you come up yeah. with these things and like especially because make like them said, challenging a, or whatever? It's a crazy mechanic. It's not just like something that other like it's like oh this is a puzzle that where you slide things into place to make a picture like yeah that kind of puzzle has been around forever or you know you have to roll a ball or whatever it's just like this new thing build a puzzle around this new thing that no one else does so yeah it's so good um and portal one still had me like laughing like this the so funny the it's really funny it's really well written so and it's amazing that it like I was telling Courtney, I was like, yeah, I bought the orange box because the guy at GameStop told me that Team Fortress 2 and Half-Life 2 were really good. And then there was just a game called Portal on it, and it just became this like yeah. massive breakout hit. Like I was like, I didn't even know no one even knew what Portal was. I was just like, Yeah, the guy at GameStop said Half-Life is fun. <laughs> and I did not like Half-Life. <laughs> so um other than that, my last one on the list that we hadn't talked about, I started playing Dark Souls and gave Neil shit about it because I no, don't like it. Yeah, no, he doesn't. And he doesn't need to like it, by the way. This is not a game for everyone. And last time Dan let me judge a game, they gave me a full episode to just shit on it. So, <laughs> And you are, you are allowed to not like Dark Souls. I see. And the thing is, I don't have an issue with it being hard. Here's my statement. I'm going to try to beat it because I want to fully beat it. So I can be like, I can double down on my statement. It doesn't suck because it's hard. It's hard because it sucks. Like, I think that just like the way the, and it's old. Maybe I'll try Dark Souls 3 and be like, okay, this is a lot better. But just like the mechanics don't feel like it's like, it feels like the game is fighting you. So that's just where, that's where I stand on it right now. Yeah, I mean, it's an old game. There's a lot of mm-hmm. glitchy stuff, but mm-hmm. I, I guess in a game where you die a lot, when you die because of some bullshit with your with your character fat rolling off an edge or something, yeah, it's like, what's one more? Whatever. <laughs> uh, and yeah. and to be fair, Dan is stuck on the same place where I, when I first started playing Dark Souls 1, I put it down and went, okay, maybe not. And then months later, I came back and fell in love with it again. But uh, yeah. also, he, I had him stream it just so I could see him play. And yeah, I'm I'm a veteran of the franchise, it, but he's he's great at parrying, which you should not be doing because it's really risky. But he's good at it. Um, and then all <laughs> these things the are just pretty part of the is game. It, is it he shouldn't be doing it because it's risky, or he shouldn't be doing because it, it was risky for you? It's high risk, high reward. <laughs> if you can do it consistently, we look. That's what Dark Souls is. Once you find the boss, it is getting to the boss from the bonfire with the most amount of health potions possible. Meanwhile, he'll just be parrying, which is great. You'll get a block, and that if you parry someone, you can pretty much insta kill him on the next hit. Yeah. And then he'll a- walk, and then he'll walk at an archer without his shield up, and just <laughs> let him shoot him in the face because the arrow does like this much damage. It does. Like yeah, no but you need that. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, when I get to the boss, he never does this much damage. No, he doesn't. <laughs> so he never doesn't leaves matter. you with that much damage. No, he fucking <laughs> kills me to it. So. Um, 
pairing is the most fun part of the game. The rest of the game is so boring to me. When I get a parry and I kill somebody, I'm like, yeah, a little bit of fun. <laughs> Have you backstabbed anyone? No, I don't know that's a thing because the game explains absolutely nothing. No, absolutely nothing. Also, it's like when you play like, and you look online for tips and stuff, it'll be like, you have to play this one certain way. It's like, then why the fuck are there all these other options? Oh, that, and that's fucking bullshit. Good. That's bullshit. Like, you can play so many different ways. All right, because what I read is always just like, yeah, you can't be that character who does that. Otherwise, you just will never win. It's like, cool. <laughs> Sweet. So You'll have some bad matchups, but you can win anything. Um, anyways, yeah. yeah. but I, um, I would love for you to beat it just to give me the fuck you, because that's like a 60-hour game, dude. <laughs> I've looked. It said, it said like 25 to 30 hours, but no, depends on how much. If that you're good, average. sure, 25 yeah. to 30 hours. Dark Souls um, 1 is long. And then uh, the other thing I don't care for, and I told Neil this because I feel like, excuse me, when you die, you have to go back to a bonfire and you have to like go through all this stuff again to just to get to the boss where it's like, this is just padding it out because I can make it to the boss. I've done it a lot of times. <laughs> but you can't like... make it. You can't make it to the boss with enough, enough health to beat the boss. That's right. part that's of the game. Fair. That's, that's what that's what makes it a souls like. I did get to the boss with full health and two potions the other day, like you told me, and I fell off the fucking edge. <laughs> well, you can't do that either. <laughs> and I was like, eh, let's go play Apex. <laughs> so, anyway, maybe every week I'll give you my Dark Souls rundown. <laughs> I have another friend who uh, used to listen to our podcast. I'm not sure if he listens anymore. Um, and he uh, he always wanted me to play Souls. And I messaged him, I said, what happened to you in your life to make you like these games? Because <laughs> that's the thing. Is like, I like hard games. I don't really have anything against like dying a lot or anything like that. It's just like, I, I don't get it on this one. Like, I feel like people found a glitchy game and were like, we're going to beat this just to say we can. <laughs> I still, I still don't feel like that's glitchy. Dan is very sensitive to glitches and Dark Souls one is, it is an old game. Yeah. Um, and he is not to the two most infamous glitchy parts of the game. So if you can't take it now, oh, get out. <laughs> oh, good. Isn't Blight Town one of the ones? I know about Blight that. Town and uh, the Forgotten Tomb. Mm -hmm. You have to go through an entire level in the darkness and there's cliffs everywhere. Yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> Yeah, because see, I'd like much rather play like Cuphead, where you're like, "This is hard, but at least it's fair." Like shit happens in Dark Souls, where you're like, "I'm way better at Dark Souls than I ever was at Cuphead." It's yeah, you have, you've never beat Cuphead, did you? No. Nope. <laughs> Neil got to the end of Cuphead, and I was like, "Neil's doing pretty well at Cuphead," and then it was like, "You can't continue because you're playing on easy." I was like, "Oh fuck off, Neil!" <laughs> I thought I was normal. <laughs> that was great, but that's something else that's been uh, delayed. Cuphead. I want more of that. Well, we're going to talk about that in a second. Let's get to our main topic, unless you guys have anything else you've been playing. Nope. Nothing worth me mentioning. Cool. cool. Uh, so our main topic this week is called Top of the Genre. We've got four uh, video game genres. I believe it's called Best of Show, Dan. Best you, of Clinton. Show. <laughs> Neil was the one who said Top of the Genre originally, so that just stuck in my head. Yeah. But he's changed it to Best of Show, and Clinton has joined him. <laughs> just because it made you mad. <laughs> Yeah, 
Um, excuse me. Sorry. I had a lot of chili in it. It's, 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 uh, you and chili. <laughs> what? I love chili. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> we're going to talk about these different genres and kind of just uh, three kind of. <laughs> like couldn't get it out. I love chili. It's good. Uh, <laughs> three kind of <laughs> games that come to mind is kind of like things to look at for other games to kind of look to be possibly or to beat out or just, you know, good examples of that kind of genre. So we're going to start with RPGs. Um, just kind of going from mine, RPG, I think, was kind of hard. So I kind of made my own rules uh, where because RPG sneaks into a lot of other games. Yeah, like I went classic of, RPG, yeah, and I have of, I have three yeah. for you. Yep. Uh, yeah. Do you want to do them all at once? We didn't discuss this. Mm, do your three. Yeah, sure. Yeah, do your three. Uh, I kind of went by popularity and impact, not by like what I think is the best. I'm trying to be objective. I think yeah, you got to say Final Fantasy is the most popular RPG ever. Ooh, okay. Um, yep. I think next is any Elder Scrolls games, especially Skyrim. I think after that is Dragon Age. Okay. Witcher. The Witcher. Witcher. Yeah, yeah for more, RPGs more recently, for me. The Witcher, I would say. I mean, Dragon Age yeah. is popular, but I don't think it had the reach that The Witcher, the most recent Witcher did. Or Mass yeah, Effect. Yeah, Witcher got a Netflix show. Mass Effect, I would say, is even more than either of them. Yeah. Uh, my three RPGs, I put Skyrim. I would say like any Elder Scrolls, but just Skyrim being the, you know, Skyrim's not even my favorite Elder Scrolls, but just the reach of it, the longevity of it, the popularity of it. Um, I put The Witcher 3. Um, also just a, a game I didn't really care for, but again, just kind of always pointed to as one of the greatest RPGs of all time. And then I actually put Divinity Original Sin. I know it's not um, the most... Uh, popular, but I mean, it is critically acclaimed, but it's not like you know, it's not a game that a lot of people play. I don't think it's not, it's not indie or kind of out there, but it's not you know, top of the charts, kind of everybody's playing it. But I just think it does RPG really well. And um, I think when like Baldur's Gate 3 and Larian Studios kind of comes out with some more stuff that might appeal to more people, I think that. People are going to look back and say, yeah, that was kind of the start of all this stuff. You think it could birth a new genre of, or not a new genre, but bring it back. I think, yeah, because it is, it is kind of like this old school style of RPG, like redone, you know, yeah. um, just to be really, really good. And I think the storylines, like with all the characters and stuff, um, which I know is something that, you know, Bioshock does or not Bioshock, Bioware, Bioware. does with um, their games as well. But uh I think that Divinity is super good. I think that it's something that in the future we'll see people take things from Divinity and try to put it into their future RPGs. Um, yeah. Neil, you brought up Final Fantasy. That didn't even cross my mind, but yeah, I think you are 100% right on that. Yeah, I went a different way. I was going to say like my top of my genres. Uh, for RPGs, I would say Skyrim for sure. I put way too many hours into that game to not include it. Uh, and I would say Knights of the Old Republic, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. That one I also Classic. have way too many hours into both both of them. Uh, I think the second one is probably... I like the second one more than the first one. I think the first one has a better story, but I like the gameplay and mechanics of the second one better. Uh, and then 
I I haven't put a ton, I mean I've put a lot of hours into this game, but World of Warcraft really holds kind of a yeah. interesting. I wouldn't say a special place in my heart, but an interesting place in my heart. Uh, <laughs> it definitely there's a lot of nostalgia for my college days uh, with it, and I when I think of World of Warcraft, I think of like a lot of my college friends and some of the dumb shit that we got into in that game, and just spending way too much time playing it. I um, thought of MOBAs as a MMO. Yeah, not a MOBA, an MMO. I I didn't include that in because um, I was thinking about World of Warcraft, but I didn't include that in my RPG. It's, it's definitely an MMO RPG. Um, yeah, I think it's definitely got to be out there. It's yeah. definitely yeah. one of the most, if not the most popular game, most played game. Yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah, and I mean just the Star Wars Knights of the Republic is a Bioware game. And mm-hmm. you can see its fingers all over all of the, like Valerian's games or what is it? Larian? I always want to call Larian it Valerian. Larian. Yeah. Valerian Root Studios. I was Valerian, to... yeah. Yeah. Larian, uh, you can feel like the fingerprints of Knights of the Republic all over it. Uh, mm-hmm. anything as well. Bioshock or not Bioshock. Did the same thing you did. Uh, <laughs> Bioware. Uh, what's the one I said earlier? God damn it! Uh, Mass Effect. Mass Effect. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Mass Effect has. I can't believe I forgot that one. By the way, Mass Effect has the shadows of Knights of the Old Republic all over it as well. Just so much of the like character-driven stories in all of Bioware's writing really was solidified and cemented in Knights of the Old Republic, and I feel it has so much better writing and better stories in it than even uh mass effect does do you think that it hold, would hold up today i don't know how what, when you played it uh i played it probably two years ago the first one uh and got 40 hours or so into it which wasn't enough to beat it uh the gameplay itself uh is it's interesting it's fun i feel like the progression of it like leveling up characters and stuff is a lot slower than in games today Mm-hmm. Like it takes a lot of time to level up and kind of progress, uh, but I think the mechanics of it are still solid. The graphics of it look awful. I mean, mm-hmm. it's from the early 2000s, so it's not going to uh, have that kind of 8-bit survival that early Mario games do. Uh, it is very just triangly polygons and things yeah. it's it suffered for through time for its era but uh no i think it's an interesting game and i think it's a fun game and i think if you haven't played it before there are probably a thousand mods to make it hd Look or whatever better. yeah, yeah. but no i think it, i think it would hold up as far as story uh okay because i think i have it on xbox and i've always kind of toyed yeah. with trying it like I said, the mechanics of it are a little slow just in progression, but combat I always found interesting and fun, and it is pretty dynamic as far as how a lot of it works. You have a lot of options for affecting different stuff on the battlefield and things, nice. so it is fun. It's interesting. Well, I do like the fact, like, I don't think that progression thing will steer me away, because that was one of my favorite things about Divinity is, like, you don't how slow it is, yeah. But when you do level up, it's really impactful. Yeah, which is I wish. Yeah, and I would I would I would agree that it is in Nice Old Republic as well. I think it is pretty impactful. Nice. Yeah, 
Um, anything else on RPGs? Fallout. Did we talk about? Fallout I had them on the list too, but I think they've put out three, two shitty ones in a row. I think they, I knocked them off the list. Yeah, and, and the one that they do, people do go back to is New Vegas, which I think. Here's the thing, though. I would like to just bring up with Fallout. Fallout every six hours. Say it's a mess. They've done one step forward, two steps back, multiple times, including right now as we're yeah. talking. I believe there's some shit going on. Um, but while like a lot of us who have played Fallout in the past that were like fans of New Vegas and three, um, don't really like four. Four is the best selling Fallout and really like well rated. A lot of people really like four. And I know it kind of has straight steers more towards a shooter. Um, I kind of want to go back and play it with like a new mindset of what it is. Uh, Cause I, it is really well liked by a lot of people. I just think that the loud people are the people that are like, this isn't new Vegas. This yeah. isn't three. Yeah. 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 It's something I'm very used to, very used to seeing happen in my favorite RPG franchises. It happened mm-hmm. in mass effect. I loved one. I liked two, three was garbage. Um, and that was slowly <laughs> a progression into first person shooters. Um, I... did the same thing. Yeah. Um, it was more ability and more gun focused than it was uh, puzzle and story and everything else. Uh, they just streamlined them all. So a wider audience can get yeah. to them. And, I don't think that made for a more enjoyable game. I think a lot of people have that same sentiment towards Elder Scrolls games. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, people will say that Oblivion is the best, or people that played Morrowind are going to say that's the best, or whatever. It, like, really depends on kind of where your entry into it was, and kind of mm-hmm. your history paints a lot of your kind of interaction with that kind of stuff. Oh, and, there are people who think that Bethesda ruined Fallout by making it a first person oh yeah RPG shooter because one and two are like top down and yeah. like it's like as much as like how um how like brutal fallout is uh it, it's it's pretty brutal there are really sad moments and really like dark moments in three and new vegas and four even one and two apparently just like were three times as worse so people really think like bethesda like kind of cleaned it up made it too nice because there's like a lot of crappy things that you can do and that are done in one and two like there's a lot of emphasis on like slavery and all this kind of like really dark stuff that i don't know i haven't played one and two i don't know if it's stuff that's like maybe we shouldn't be allowed to do this (laughs) stuff in game yeah like i don't know if it's that or if it's you know um just kind of a dark journey into what people will do when there's no rules or when they're trying to survive you know um so i like we feel about four there are a lot of people who just feel that way about three in new vegas you know i think clinton hit it on the head it it depends on your entry into the Mm. into the genre yeah 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 and there's i mean Uh, there's so many rpgs that exist and have had such an impact like Baldur's Gate or is, is probably like I'm talking about Knights of the Republic as it yeah. has its fingerprints all over everything but I'm sure that Baldur's Gates has its fingers all over Knights of the Old Republic yeah. and things like that like there are games yeah. that we haven't experienced as well and like our mm-hmm. conversation is painted by that same thing of like our entry into these genres and different 
takes on the genre like so our commentary is going to miss some of that stuff so it's always interesting kind of like i'd like to hear like what some other people think are kind of the yeah most influential in kind of watershed games in the rpg franchises i would love to get like rpg uh, genres i would love to search for like an older gamer um like because there was a whole generation of games that we just don't talk yeah. about yeah because like they just kind of disappeared you know what i mean i think there's a certain level of things that like we, we can go back and play mario 64 and be like okay it's still pretty good yeah um, but like rpgs were one of the first genres of games because yeah. like you just could do text yeah you, know? <laughs> you could just be like pick up oh the yeah sword. like yeah just text-based rpgs and ascii mm-hmm. rpgs like uh what is that I'm never gonna remember the name of it, but there is like a pretty in-depth like D and D like I wouldn't say it's D and D based, but it's a like in that same kind of idea of classes and races, and you choose all of that stuff, and you dive into a dungeon, and like the farther down you go, the more dangerous it gets, and like the you just depending on what skills or things you come magic items you come across, you can do really well, you can die at level two or whatever, and like people love that game, and it's all just ASCII graphics and text and stuff. It's not like any kind of in-depth graphics and it is just like all based on and i wouldn't even say it's story heavy it's just based on all of the random things that can happen you get to build your own story and make your world your kind of like you get to build your own world out of your imagination of what this what is actually happening so you can have such a different experience from someone else that plays the exact same thing and does i mean you could have just completely disparate stories happen to you right and that stuff has you know impacts on what we're playing now yeah. it's just i don't know if you guys have ever seen it. it's a great video called everything is a remix basically talking about how there's no original ideas and everything gets stuff yeah. from something else and i think you know we're always going to find that and oh yeah are evolving. i mean i don't think anything i think there are original ideas i don't think anything is going to be whole cloth cut right from yeah. a new idea and be interesting or fun especially what a mil- like million years into human history like there's no way that a lot of these things haven't been thought of or yeah like and if they haven't it's probably because they're not interesting like <laughs> yeah right yeah yeah so it is interesting how, how things evolve and then like just in general i think my hardest thing doing this was like genre mixing and genre like bending like like we said with rpgs we try to keep it really classic but later on like a lot of the games i'm going to talk about later are also rpgs i just don't know they're just not you know yeah totally filled um so yeah you're gonna see things go back and forth as we see you know a lot of these rpgs move towards shooters and we see a lot of shooters move towards rpgs um i think just in in overall i think some of the better games in my opinions are in my opinions in my opinion are games that don't like kind of leave that because i feel like there's kind of this triple a formula and i don't want to be like hip super hipster guy where it's like oh everything is a fucking rpg shooter because it's all kind of gotten melded in and when something takes a bold risk and just does one thing it it's weird that it's a risk to just do one thing but i feel like they stand out better yeah and i think that why i don't like fallout 4 that much yeah and i think that's i think that's why i think that's why uh uh borderlands did stand out mm-hmm. and in its point and it wasn't like i don't think it had any interesting or new ideas or mechanics or even art style but all of them 
together was a new kind of thing like taking yeah. that humor and taking that art style and putting it into a first person shooter which i feel like had gotten super serious at that point mm -hmm. uh and just kind of shook up the genre and made it something more interesting i think more... taking a a skill tree as in-depth as diablo and yeah. changing it from swords to guns was huge was big enough yeah. to get an entire generation of first person shooters on and, board yeah. and not only that like being like diablo's really dark let's make this like ridiculous and being yeah. like also and it's still really dark when you kill something yeah but there's like a definitely an overcome yeah. of humor even if it's dark humor and then like instead of just being like you kill something and maybe a good sword will pop out sort of being like borderlands like you kill something and 10 guns shoot out of it. <laughs> <laughs> which as i kind of played it i kind of got more annoyed with that because i was like half of this is just trash oh yeah not <laughs> even half 99 percent of it is yeah. trash. but it was really cool at the beginning to be like there's just like a million guns like, yeah yeah it was a, it was it was cool. Um, let's all right, let's move on to let's do platformers. That's what I had next on my list. I just did okay. it you texted. Um, <laughs> I'll start off this one because I'm I, I really like platformers. Um, so I'm gonna say you have to have Mario. I think it's like the platformer, whether it is 3D or side scrolling. I'm a, I'm a bigger fan of side scrolling, and if I had to pick one, I think Super Mario Three is like a game that you can point to and be like, this is almost the perfect platformer. It's really good. And now, and the other thing I really like about um, Super Mario 3 is you can play it now and you like those games almost age better. Like Clinton was saying about Knights of the Old Republic, like that early 2000s stuff didn't age well, but you can go back and play Mario 3 and that art style just never really gets bad, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because um, it is so like stylized. Sorry, I'm completely yeah. out of frame here just talking to you guys, but it is so stylized and just in artistic interpretation of like what a human would look like with eight bits that it doesn't suffer as much from like, oh, this is a poorly constructed human uh, yeah. out of seventeen polygons versus yeah. eight <laughs> eight uh, yeah. pixels. Uh, and, I, and I'll still go back and play Mario Mario Three. It's just super great um really fun good amount of challenge but not like super easy yeah. um so if you've never played super mario brothers 3 you're looking for like probably the perfect platformer that's that's where you should start i'm also gonna say donkey kong country um just the whole series i don't think there's really a bad donkey kong country um and then my other one is cuphead uh cuphead's super fun um it's definitely not for everybody because it is super difficult um, but i think that is a genre of game that that is allowed um you guys can say your three because i have an honorable mention but it might come up in one of yours well uh as the platform hater, i don't hate platformers i'm just bad at them i was gonna go um mario donkey kong celeste over cuphead because dan yelled at me the other week when i called cuphead a platformer so now i'm interested to hear his list um he said it's a boss fighter it's not a platformer it it and is. i said what about the running gun levels we have to jump from platform to platform yeah well you do it shooting it's not a platformer it's um, really not but i had to put it in somewhere okay uh with Celeste over Cuphead because uh, that also had a really big indie splash and uh, it's actually a platformer. Yeah, and Celeste was my honorable mention. Yeah, gotcha. For sure. I would I say... Yeah, go on. Uh, so I would say Mario for sure. I mean, you can't not talk about yeah. Mario and talk about platformers. Uh, 
And then I would talk about Banjo Kazooie. I think he's an amazing platformer. And you guys all did 3D or 2D platformers, so I, I thought that was interesting. But yeah, 3D platformers, I would say Banjo Kazooie is a huge part of that. And then even beyond that, I think the Uncharted games are also very good entries into the platforming series. That good is point. pretty true. That's um, kind of like the one where I wouldn't put it under platformer. I might put it under like an adventure, but it's that genre. What are you going to put it under kind of thing? Mm-hmm. That's the... Yeah, I guess. Where does Laura Croft fall on? All yeah, that? and I would say Laura Croft is well. I don't know about recent ones. It's more of a shooter, ones, but it's the older ones. Say it's more yeah. More of that I mean, there's stuff. like even like Laura Croft based like platformer puzzles, where you like you move and like other things move as you move and stuff. I like yeah. I would say Laura Croft's platformer. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I I just never got into three. I when we played Banjo Kazooie, or when we did all old games, I played Banjo Kazooie. I really liked Banjo Kazooie, but for some reason, it's just that two um, D. I really like better. It's kind of cleaner to me. Um, they're usually a little more difficult, in my opinion, because I think they can push it the difficulty a little more because there's just less input you need to do. I think if you try to make a three D platformer more difficult, there might just be a lot more frustrations especially back in that Banjo-Kazooie era. Oh, definitely. Because um, on the N64, that the camera was not kind to you on no. a lot of the N64 games. There are protesters oh. walking by. Oh, oh, good for them. Yeah. On Lake on Michigan? Yeah. Sorry, I just doxed you. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Good job. <laughs> where really where on Michigan it's Avenue a... from Grand Rapids <laughs> to Detroit do I live? <laughs> <laughs> um, is plat is this a well, obviously the answer is no, but how dead is the genre? Not at all. I think that Celeste. Sorry, I, I, gra- I think it's, it's Grand River that uh, runs from Detroit to Grand Rapids. Yeah, I was going to go that far. <laughs> um, Same road. I don't in my think brain. That, that platformers are dead at all. I think that you know we had Celeste recently. Uh, Meat Boy, Super Meat Boy, is not that far in the past. Uh, Walk Up is not a pure platformer. <laughs> People would it's say in, it's there. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a platformer. I said it. I agreed See, with would you. you would you, you say that? Would you say that, like, okay, the Lion King are like Aladdin are platformers? Absolutely, yeah, they are. Sure. Do you yeah, think platform like, platform? even less of a platformer than those? What do, so yeah. do you think it's like Galaga? <laughs> no, it's not a Galaga. It's he more used, of like a. Bo- you said it was like it a, a bullet hell. Fighter, it's a. It's more of a bullet hell. Galaga is like a bullet hell. Like that's what I would consider. Okay, it's the it bullet has, hell. <laughs> yeah, I get. I, I think it. I don't know. It's it's weird because it's not like your main fear isn't falling. You're not there's not usually a lot of levels where it's like, if I don't make this jump, I'll die. It's getting hit by things. Yeah. Which it's obviously can hell. be a part of platform. <laughs> like <Yeah>. Galaga. Yeah. <laughs> it does have a lot of similarities to Galaga now that I'm thinking about it. If you tilted the screen this way. You would be playing Galaga basically against whatever boss you're fighting. So, um, <laughs> and that just reminded me of that Gamify Everything video that we watched, Clinton, where if you took a test where you had to press things in the right order at the right time, 
You turn them into a controller. Do you remember watching that video? I don't. Okay. I'll send it to you. Really we'll drunk. It. <laughs> we should watch that video and talk about that that right. sometime. But um yeah, I I don't think it's dead. And I think that we'll see No, I don't think platforming is dead. Uh I think we're it's gonna be around forever. Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze isn't that old and still really good. Um PlayStation's yeah. coming back with another little big planet. Yep. That's I saw a platformer. That, yeah. No, I mean uh, there's just something very pure and kind of Unraveled. honest about a platformer like there's no like i don't know it's just it's just simple and it's easy mm-hmm. and it's fun and it doesn't take like so many games now and I don't, I don't know that's that's a weird kind of thing to say but there's a lot of games now that are based around making heavy decisions like fallout mm-hmm. or like all the games we talked about in our last category RPGs, yeah like and I think there's a good kind of uh, mirror to that in platformers where you don't have to make those decisions. Uh, yeah. You just, it is purely a skill based and coordination to get your guy where he needs to be without having yeah. to talk about moral dilemmas or right. punch a reporter when she asks you a question or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I also think that like, like uh, platformers are kind of like, hamburgers right like in a way like if you just have a hamburger like sure it's good it's it's simple it's a hamburger but you can add all kinds of interesting things to it or different things and build around such a simple concept yeah like when you talk about platformers they're so different like if you look at celeste to donkey kong being like yeah they're both platformers but like one deals (laughs) like it is you know, you die, you go back very short amount of time in Celeste. It's dealing with like anxiety and depression and mental illness. And there's like a lot of different like mechanics than Donkey Kong. Like they don't feel the same, even though they're occupying the same genre. Yeah. Because you can just change so many things and add so many different things. So yeah. I would say that there's probably about an equal amount of mechanics. So because Donkey Kong has barrels and it has carts and it has uh moving platforms and stuff which like celeste has a lot of the same kind of ideas like instead of mm-hmm. going into a cannon and shooting off you can just double jump or whatever and so right. i think Kong they also have, has like, enemies where celeste focuses on more like hazardous yeah, yeah. areas of the map yeah. but yeah. I think, yeah both of them have a lot of different mechanics in them and i think that's an interesting kind of idea like meat super meat boy is very much just like you have that extra jump in your wall slide and you just have to avoid the things. And like, there's not a lot of extra mechanics added other than the mechanics of the hazards that you have to get around. It's, at least as far as I know, there might be yeah. some stuff that I just never got to. Cause I was absolutely awful at meat boy. Meat boy is really hard. Yeah. Meat Super boy. Meat I think boy is, is like, it's harder than cuphead by far. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I agree. This Meat boy is way harder than cuphead. Um, I think the only reason I stuck with Cuphead, and I think Cuphead was just like, Cuphead is like the music and the art. Yeah, it's, it's endearing. Like, yeah. 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 And like Super Meat Boy is like, too, but man, it's just like, yeah. yeah. It's brutal. It, it's brutal. brutal. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, and you know, and that's the thing is like, as a platformer fan, like, I, I'm happy that it's not dead. Um, I kind of wish we got a few more of them because uh, I also love shooters. We get a million shooters and it's like, like I would love for Nintendo to give as much uh, uh, attention to like Donkey Kong um, as they do. I mean, some they other put thing. out Mario, and I would say Mario uh, yeah. Mario Galaxy is an, an amazing platformer. It's just a 3D platformer, so it's not in that. Uh, you're talking about 
Galaxy, or are you talking about um, or uh, what was the last one called? Odyssey. 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 Galaxy is also I, amazing too, but yeah, I really like apparently Galaxy. they're remake. That's supposed to be the remaster, and I'm I'm looking forward to getting into those. I just had started one of them before I got my Switch. Yeah, you gotta play. You gotta play Sunshine. It's one of the best ones. Sunshine. I'm is hoping that's so gonna be too. added as well. So because I miss a lot of that kind of Mario uh, GameCube. Stuff. Yeah, that GameCube stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm. You know, I hope that rumor is true. Obviously, so far that new Paper Mario part is true. I would love a Mario collection that comes out and has like sixty-four both Galaxies and Sunshine. Like that would just be, yeah, probably a day one purchase for me, especially if they're remastered and they look great. So, um, alrighty, let's move on to the next one. This was actually my hardest one, um, shooter, and we have the competitive aspect um, highlighted in this. Uh, Clinton, when you want to start, you want to start on this one? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I mean, if you're going to talk about competitive shooters, you have to talk about Quake. Just yeah. you have to talk about Quake. It is the I would I mean, I, and this is another one of those things where I don't know kind of the origins of it, but I'm pretty sure Quake is where it all kind of began. Uh, I don't know anything about it, but I think we would be doing a disservice if we didn't talk at least mention Quake. Uh, I've never played it. I've never seen anyone play it. Never watched yeah. anything about it. But I know but obviously Quake there's a Quake Con is, and all that. Yes, shit, yeah. Quake is a big part of the shooter genre. Uh, for ones that I've played, I I mean we talk about it. What for the last two years since we've been doing this, we play Overwatch a lot. We played it all the time. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoy hero shooters and having different abilities on different characters and things that aren't tied to picking up or looting guns around the map and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I just really enjoy kind of having different classes that people are kind of uh, put into as they pick their characters and things. Uh, and I think that having a different selection of characters really adds a lot of enjoyment and strategy to shooters over just more skill-based things. Like, I'm not great at aiming and shooting but i can have a lot of fun in overwatch because there are a lot of characters where it doesn't necessarily make or break them if i can't right. get a headshot every time uh, yeah. so it's a lot of fun i, I enjoy yeah i enjoy kind of the and i mean i'm sure there are a lot of people like overwatch sucks because it doesn't matter how good you are or whatever but like i mean there's a lot going yeah. on in overwatch that is just beyond pure aiming skill or whatever uh and so I really like an Overwatch. Uh, and for my third one, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, TF2 comes to mind. Uh, just well, we wouldn't have Overwatch without TF2. Yeah, and it, I mean it's the same. It's the same kind of thing. Uh, Valorant, which just released, which I've had a lot of fun playing when I can actually play non-competitively. <laughs> but again, I mean it's one of those things. It's like CS:GO or uh, anything kind of competitive where a lot of people just in my brain for my taste take things too seriously like I'm playing games to have fun I'm trying to relax and kick back and I catch myself a lot of times too just feeling like really getting frustrated or whatever and I just have to kind of like all right like why are you frustrated it literally yeah. means nothing to you in your life or <laughs> has any bearing on anything like other than the next 20 minutes like as soon right. as this 20 minutes are done you're you're fine there's nothing else yeah. 
that this is going to ever affect anywhere. So it's, I don't know. I really enjoyed Valorant and, and it, it is the same kind of deal where it's, it is very kind of skill based, but they also have some of that hero based elements, hero skills and abilities and stuff kind of boiled into it. Nice. Um, I guess I'll do mine. Um, this was the hardest for me in a couple different for a couple of different reasons. I love shooters. I'm a big fan of a lot of them. Um, I've played a lot of them, and I think that there's so many. Like there's just constantly a ton um, that it's hard to pick, like three or whatever. And I think the other thing is, I'm not sure if this is correct or not, but it always feels like shooters are just kind of the most popular genre. And it feels like whatever game is like the top game is always seems to be a shooter. And maybe that's just because they are multiplayer that people talk about them more or people watch people play them more. Um, but it was really hard for me. Um, so these are the three I picked. Um, but I have like a bunch of others that I, I considered. I'm, I agree with Clinton. Overwatch, I think it kind of is when you talk about shooters and you talk about the subgenre of team shooters, it's just like the king right now. And I think it has changed that subgenre um and i think we're seeing so many overwatch clones come out it's tough like i think in you know 10 years 20 years people are going to say when you talk about shooters you're going to say well this all stemmed from overwatch like you said team fortress 2 kind of started that but it just didn't have the reach of blizzard and all that kind of stuff um well i think i think overwatch being put onto consoles really kind of yeah took it to a different level of cultural consciousness over yeah. Team Fortress 2, which TF2 and was in the orange too. box yeah. and stuff. Well, portal. But yeah, yeah, and I mean, <laughs> like, all that stuff. And I, I don't know how. I think Overwatch did a good job of porting it to console, that it didn't lose a lot of that. Whereas I yeah, think I TF2 think Overwatch was, was kind of built with console in mind to some extent. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it's. It was made in a way that it could be accessible to people on yeah. console. And I think exactly. that's a symptom of just having characters that aiming doesn't matter as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the next one I'm putting on here is Fortnite. I think just for the sheer number of players, the sheer, like, just the cultural phenomenon that is Fortnite right now is insane. Um, while uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is probably, I don't think it's even the first Battle Royale. It probably is. I'm sure someone has come up with that idea in another way. But the first kind of bigger one, I think just Fortnite just smoothed it out. It made everything you know, more accessible. Obviously, you can play it on your goddamn phone. You can play it. You know, kids are doing dances from it. Like It permeates video games, and it has become culture. Um, so I, I put it on there for that reason. And then my last spot was really hard. Um, so I just want to put it in Halo, but you couldn't say Halo. Uh, I did say Halo. (laughs) 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 It was like, it was tough because it was like, well, all right. So Overwatch kind of being like the big one that kind of had changed, you know, team shooters and probably we talked about for a long time and it's changing shooters you know apex kind of took from overwatch and stuff even though that's like a mix of fortnite and do people still play apex other than the three of you uh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah we get in the games real fast i never um, see and i never see anything about it though anywhere anymore it's, it's odd I, I don't know it's 
it, everything you it, see it, is a... is warfare now. Yeah, it's called Duty um, War. Is it warfare? Call Duty warfare. Yeah. 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 Well, too. but that I guess that's just people bitching about the update sizes, though. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Um, and then you know Fortnite, obviously being culture phenomenon. And then I was like, well, my third spot does it go to like Halo? Does it go to Call of Duty? Does it go to uh, Counter Strike? Like these are all yeah. huge. Like yeah. that's what I was saying about shooters being so popular. It's like any of those could take the spot. So I just went with my personal favorite, which is Halo. Um, it was definitely also a phenomenon when it first dropped. It kind of changed like shooters on console, I'd say, because I think like Counter-Strike was kind of before that. That was basically like strictly PC um, when that came out for Xbox. I mean, that's the whole reason why I switched to Xbox and just the crazy land parties and stuff. Um, but Halo has kind of fallen off. Hopefully it will come back and be better. Um, but yeah, I just threw that out there. And then, uh, I did have an honorable mention because we said competitive. I just wanted to say a non-competitive shooter. Um, I haven't played the new one, but doom 2016, I think is just a phenomenal, just in general right up. Yeah. I consider that an adventure game, but it's a, it's pretty pure shooter though. It's a shooter, but you adventure in it. I I don't know. But like to the fact the fact that like a game a shooter came out in 2016 and now 2020 where the multiplayer is terrible but it's still an amazing game yeah. is rare cuz so many shooters just come out and they're like yeah and there's a campaign if you wanna but most people just jump into the multiplayer and never touch the campaign and I I'm a big fan of uh campaign shooters and Doom is just the best. I really like Wolfenstein as well but Doom is just like so much fun to just sit and kill things by yourself. So I just wanted to mention that. Um, for mine, I had, uh, I think I was trying to pay homage to the elders like Clinton did, but I was going to say Unreal Tournament, and I kind of oh, forgot yeah. about Quake. I don't, and again, this is like before my time. This was, these were the games I weren't, I wasn't even allowed to look at when I was a kid. <laughs> like, I, there was never, there was never a time in my life where I could have gotten into this and chose not to. Like it was just gone by the time I was old enough to play these games. Um, but I know Unreal Tournament birthed um, or made Red Faction. Mm-hmm. And I remember a lot of the stuff. And that was just like an adventure shooter. And a lot of the guns and stuff kind of carried over. Um, so that's kind of my only... Uh, that's the only... Uh, what uh, happened to Red I have Faction? To yeah, I, I remember uh, the railgun being a real big thing, uh, like just being able to shoot people through walls in a game as old as, you know, the PlayStation 2, I forget. Yeah, two. Uh, that first Red Faction. So have you ever played Red Faction, Clinton? So Red Faction 1, what it was famous for was you could destroy anything. Everything. And they got rid of this immediately in 2. But you could create these battles with bots, and you could literally grenade the same spot in the floor and create a hole <laughs> like a really deep hole <laughs> and the bots would get stuck in them <laughs> so you could just like mess with them and stuff it was great and it was so sad that eventually they're just like yeah nobody wants this is like that's exactly what i want i want ridiculous <laughs> shit oh, um, want, like you could destroy the whole level until you were like not in a level anymore <laughs> it was great anyway sorry go ahead neil uh, I wanted uh, the other ones I was going to say, and I'm not picking my favorites. Um, well, Overwatch is one of my favorites. I think it's one of the most, uh, we're not going to harp on this anymore. It is one mm-hmm. of the most uh, revolutionary shooters we've had in the last couple of years. 
um, last decade. Shit. Um, and then, uh, other than that, I was tied between uh, Call of Duty and um, Counter Strike. I think I went with Call of Duty because it has a larger audience going from console and computer, but Counter Strike is definitely where the money's at. If you're talking competitive, they have huge tournaments every year. Such a toxic fucking community, but it's <laughs> ginormous. Um, and then the one nobody mentioned, which I think is the only one to pick up where Red Faction left off, is uh, uh, the Battlefield games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember they've kind of fallen by the wayside, uh, but I do remember there's two things about them. I remember Battlefield 2, I think, was huge um, when, when I must have been a junior, sophomore in high school. And the whole thing was, you know, vehicles, massive combat, uh, uh, and uh, destruction of uh, buildings, walls, stuff like that. And then I think Battlefield is, uh, when you talk to a shooter, or a gamer, especially a a first-person shooter, everyone always seems to remember a World War II Battlefield. Everybody remembers one of the old school, I think there's even a World War I. Um, I I forget the one that came out in high school. uh, it might have just been called Battlefield. Bad Company. There was also a Bad Company that I really also, liked. Yeah, um, I, I've never played them, so I'm just throwing out names I've heard. But no, I think that's that's definitely a franchise that found f- somehow found their pigeonhole uh, in between the Halos and the Call of Duties of the world, which is pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, I think it is an oversaturated oversaturated fran- uh, genre, and mm. I'm looking forward. And I think this will happen just as you see fashion going waves and shit, even music and film, everything gets really busy and gets really intricate and gets really complex. And then people just go, holy shit, I need to chill. And then you get it. And then they, everybody finds a way to pull it back down. Um, and I hope we find that in video games. I hope we are regressing back to, not regressing because that would be a bad thing, but I hope we are kind of easing our way back into platformers and more tactical shooters, even or more, you know, divinity Lar- Larian focused, slow paced RPGs. Because um, just with the pace these things come out, especially when you have, you know, fucking computers seems to spit out three new shooters a year. Meanwhile, console gets you know an updated franchise a year. Um, yeah. it's it's tiring. Shooters are like it, why the same reason it was hard. It's like it's it wasn't just hard because there's so many. It was also hard because it's like all these games are good, but they're all very similar. Like it's really tough in the shooter genre to be like, well, this one changed, you know, everything. I mean, you do have those milestones, but overall, it's like, all right, we're gonna play Apex, or we're gonna play Call of Duty, or we're gonna play Halo. It's like we're all we're still just doing the same shit, um, which I think is why Overwatch. <laughs> kind of stands out a little more in the last Um, couple of years we've seen that splinter even more where you can say we're gonna play objective style or we're mm -hmm. gonna play deathmatch style or now we're gonna play battle royale style right can you imagine an overwatch battle royale oh my god (laughs) (laughs) i want to see this yeah just a thousand Um, torbjord turrets shooting (laughs) at each other (laughs) so i think neil and i agreed on our number uh Clint, this is uh, the new Halo that's coming out this year. Over under, like, what do you, what percentage do you think they have a battle royale involved? Oh, they're gonna have a battle royale, 
100%. Oh, you think just 100 they're going <laughs> to yeah. have it. Yeah. See, uh, Neil said 60-40. 60, they're going to have it. 40, they're not. And I got to agree. I'd say 60-40, maybe 70-30. Because I feel like there's going to be that little bit of them that's going to be like, everybody has a battle royale. Let's try to do something different. No, but they're going to have there's one. going to be a larger part of them that says, now everyone has a battle royale. We yeah. also need one. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to have one. It's the new horde mode. Amazon yeah. has a battle royale, you guys. Who does? Yeah. Amazon. Oh, Isn't right. That, the company the... Amazon has a battle royale. There's no way Halo <laughs> doesn't have a battle royale when it comes we'll out. See. We'll see how it turns out. Like, I feel like this Halo is going to be like the the start of a new generation, or it's going to be like, God, we just got to give up on Halo. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Really, this is kind of the thing. You have, They have so much to go up against you have you know you have to go against your overwatches your call of duties your like all this shit and it's just i think it is a crazy genre to try to do anything in right now yeah especially when you know call of duty has a new one every year <laughs> so it's tough to sneak in you gotta really stand out yeah all right um anything else on shooters uh chad's talking about destiny which i think is an interesting kind oh, of destiny. yeah i didn't know if to it. put that under an rpg or, or or like an mmo it's not really massive but that's kind of the 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 player base it draws or at least or at least the gameplay loop feels similar to uh mmos of uh, just in a first person shooter aspect and yeah. yeah a lot of people like that there is a smaller competitive scene attached to it um i know you can grind for loot and stuff but it it definitely does seem to be more of a not seem to be. I played a shit ton of Destiny. I know exactly what it is. Um, but yeah, I it's I think it's uh, it's not. Yeah, I I think it's just I think of the player versus environment before I think of the player versus player. Yeah, it's not a competitive shooter. I wouldn't yeah. say. Yeah, it's a sh- it's a looter shooter. Yeah, but yeah, I think they did. They obviously have uh, Bungie kind of carved out their own their own hole by taking um what people loved from halo um and then taking it kind of well not kind of but and then boiling down what borderlands was already doing you know mm-hmm. instead of a three skill trees with with 12 options or more than that you know you get they still have three skill trees with you know maybe six options a piece and just kind of smaller smaller ways to augment where in borderlands they truly go crazy at you um yeah. i think they found their own way to refine it yeah yeah i can't remember if i was here and it, well, they just announced like all this new destiny stuff and um because they they have separated from activision now bungie yep. has um in the last year or two and uh jason trier because they announced all these huge dlcs for destiny 2 and jason trier who was previously at kotaku said lol if this was still with activision we'd be on destiny 4 just in the fact that <laughs> Activision was trying to split it up so they could make the most money. Yeah. Um, I also heard rumors, I think, and I have to double check this, that Bungie has another project in the works, um, which would be pretty cool. So, because they've really only done like Halo and Destiny. It would be cool yeah. to see two of the greatest franchises, or the most well known shooter franchises. It'd be cool to see what else they do. I would want to, if they do do something else and we're getting off topic, I want them to get outside of their comfort zone. I don't want anything that sounds like an index or a codex or in any type <laughs> of X's, no vague guardians or whatever. Like you got to get out of 
get out of this weird space fantasy world and do something new. Uh, yeah, they definitely have like a language that they like. Really oh, I'll tell you this about fucking Destiny. Like, as soon as we started playing, like Covenant, boom, right there. Monkey guys, <laughs> boom, right there. Flood, yeah. boom, right there. We're looking for this strange alien key. Does it end in X? Oh, it does. Like they didn't grow and. Their story suffered from it. I know it's not a story-based shooter, and they probably didn't give a shit, but I can't tell you a single thing I did. It was so <laughs> unmemorable. Yeah. And I had a lot of fun with that game. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our last. Uh, let's talk about adventure. Uh, Neil, you want to start off on adventure games? Um, yeah, when we're talking uh, adventure, this is the one we were kind of talking about. It's going to bleed a lot of categories together. Um, we were focusing on kind of solo experience, no competitive, no cooperative. Um, uh, and I'm not looking at my my list here, and now I am. Boom, Zelda. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Did you have to look at that? You have to read that yeah, one? Yeah, you had to, you had to yeah. dig that I one out, no, of, I out of the yeah. archives. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I want, I have so many on here, and they're all fucking PlayStation games. PlayStation yeah. is killing it with these. Um, so I'm going to say Zelda. Um, and then I'm kind of stuck. Like, I think Last of Us is really... <laughs> oh. I haven't played it, but I think that's truly... Uh, that's another one that really turned heads. And I know yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn did too, but I think Blast of Us coming out when it did with Walking Dead at its hype, height, um, I think it reached a lar- larger audience, or at least I heard it echo longer. And mm-hmm. then, um, other than that, Grand Theft Auto. Oof. God, there's good ones in there. Grand Theft Auto has now released itself. They're on par with Skyrim. Yeah. They have released themselves and will continue <laughs> to release through the next generation of consoles. I was so confused when PlayStation, the PlayStation event started and it was like Rockstar. And I was like, are we fucking getting a Grand Theft Auto 6 drop right now? Because I was like, fucking Microsoft, you're fucking up. Like, PlayStation's about to drop Grand Theft Auto 6. Like, they made the deal of like this generation like, of, yeah. of like advertisements. Then it starts showing Grand Theft Auto Five stuff, and it has the PS4 logo, and I'm like, "All right." I was like, "Are they going to be like this was the current generation, and now the next generation?" And they're like, "Ah, it's just it's coming out again. <laughs> it's across it. three generations." <laughs> yeah, I forget. I mean, that game still looks so good on Xbox One. Oh, I it does. That it was a 360. Yeah, yeah PS3 it looks great. Game. And I should say that I guess that game has survived because of the multiplayer, but st- people still are. Grand Theft Auto, in its own, has earned its place in the solo game franchise. Um, oh yeah, it's, it's notoriety, it's replayability, it's whatever you want. It's it's a truly remarkable game, and I don't really even like them. Yeah, I love Grand Theft Auto. I didn't even, not even on my list though. Uh, Clinton, you got? Uh, you go ahead. I think I've got okay. some outliers, so I want to see what you have. Okay, excuse me. Um, I uh, started Zelda, of course. Um, I know, just kind of to get back into into it a little more, uh, Breath of the Wild is amazing. Uh, is my favorite Zelda, but I, I probably would have said Zelda before that game. Um, Ocarina of Time is a game that, even though I didn't have an N64, my babysitter was my neighbor. She lived three, three doors down from us, and she had an N64 with Ocarina of Time. And I would just 
beg her to let us go to her house to play that game. Uh, it was amazing. I, I played it multiple times recently as well. It's so good. I think it kind of, I think what the way that we're talking about some games that have branched into everything, Ocarina of Time is touching a lot of things as well. Um, obviously, like we mentioned, things touched Ocarina of Time, but it is, you know, I think you got Ocarina of Time that bleeds into uh, Breath of the Wild, but also goes into your Witcher. It also goes into your Horizon Zero Dawn. It also goes into like all these other games. Um, so I think just Zelda as a whole, since it even its NES release is has just been a huge uh, inspiration on all kinds of stuff. And it's funny because you know Zelda inspired Elder Scrolls, and then Breath of the Wild was inspired by Elder Scrolls. So like they kind of went back and forth. Um, and but I'd say that Zelda is more of an adventure game than an RPG for the most part. Um, then my second one, uh, God of War, the PS5 version. Mm. I think that, like the I, when you said The Last of Us, I was like, I probably should have put that on my list. But much like The Last of Us, I think the storytelling and the way they tell a story uh, is really good, and um, they really show you instead of tell you which I think is something that video games couldn't always do. And now that that's available, I think a lot of games are kind of figuring that out instead of having these long like discussions where you're sitting and just talking to a character who's giving you paragraphs of backstory or you're finding recordings, which can be all right. Cause you can listen to them while you move to just like have your character in, especially God of war as you're moving from area to area, kind of have discussions while you're doing things and it feels more realistic and it feels more real. And I think that people are going to point to God of War as one of the first games that did that. And then my last one, um, just kind of throw one that I really enjoyed. Uh, a lot of people did enjoy um, was Spider-Man for PlayStation five or four. Um, I think you can talk about Spider-Man as a franchise. Cause it's, it's yeah. gone. It's weighing its way through. Swank, <laughs> its way through multiple generations of consoles. Yeah. I remember delivering pizza as Spider-Man on the GameCube and yeah. loving it. Um, uh, yeah, it's just really good. I think, and I think in general, it's one of the best. It's not the best version of something that's not a video game becoming a video game, and them doing it justice because that's pretty rare in general. Mm-hmm. I think we've seen Spider-Man do it, and we've seen Batman do it. Um. People like I mean, the Max game. I don't know. Don't know if there's a lot of other great examples. I think, yeah. Well, from what I know about the Mad Max game, it's a, it's less like let's play the movie again and the stories we know. It's more like let's make a fun game with aggressive cars and you know vehicle combat. Right. Whereas Batman and and uh, and I also think that's because Batman and. Uh, Spider-Man have generations of comics and material to pull from mm-hmm. that they can throw so many different stories at you over the course of a 20-hour game. Um, I also think um, Spider-Man should be applauded for being probably the most ad- most successful Marvel adaptation to a video game. Yeah, um, which definitely. miraculously they have not figured out how to print money doing that yet. I, I hope they missed happens. the window, by the way. That I Avengers mean, game is coming uh, this year. Uh, I'm really hoping it's good. 
because I would love to see more superhero games. I don't want it to suddenly become like, oh, shit, every year we get another one of these. Like, I don't yeah. want that, but it's just been such a, a like a void. Like there's Marvel versus Marvel versus Capcom, which is like a fighting game. Um, and then they have the Marvel Ultimate, Ultimate Alliance. Alliance. Um, but nothing that really like captures like the story and soul of like comic books like Spider-Man and Batman have. But I'd say Spider-Man. Last of Us is good too. That's coming out in like a week. The second one. That's gonna be crazy good. Uh for me, I think like I said, I think I'm gonna have some outliers from what you guys had. Uh I think the best adventure game ever made, hands down, no question asked, is Mist. Okay. Yeah. Uh I think it is boiled down to the and I think it's just more of the kind of the same. This is actually one that I played. Uh, but it's hearkening back to kind of those like titans of the genre from the past. Uh, Mist is purely a kind of you adventure through this space, solving puzzles and figuring out this uh, mystery or whatever. There's no like action really to it, I guess. So I guess it's more of a puzzle game, but I was still put it into the adventure genre um i remember it was one of the rare games my family's been a a mac family for as long as i've been alive and it was one of the rare games that you could play on mac so they bought it just being excited i could play a computer game and it was too adult for me just yeah it's it's tough it's yeah yeah it's a difficult game and i think yeah it was very much a it was one of those games that i came back to a lot later and played mm-hmm. in college and oh yeah had a much uh, no better i was trying in like yeah elementary middle school oh yeah i mean i think i think it came out in like 93 94 probably uh yeah it's an old game and i think if you played it now you it would hold up as a kind of puzzle adventure game and it is very kind of anachronistic for its time or of its time is that the right word it's probably wrong but september it's a symptom, 93. It's a symptom of its time way. and how it kind of controls and how you have to kind of move through the world and stuff uh but it is very much you have to explore this world to kind of figure out what is going on and you're locked on this island and trying to uh figure out the mystery there but uh no i think that's an, riven i don't know there might be Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't know though. I uh, I would say another one that's a really good adventure game. Uh, kind of more recent, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe my definition of adventure games is kind of weird. Uh, but I think The Witness was an amazing adventure game, and you kind of just explore this uh island, and it has all these puzzles. <laughs> Maybe I just really love place where you can explore islands i don't know but uh there's this island full of puzzles and you go explore around it and there are different places that unlocked as you learn more and figure out how these different puzzle rules interact with each other and things uh but yeah i don't know it's it has a interesting story to it uh that is strangely unobtrusive uh it doesn't really force itself on you at all. It's very kind of in the background of how it uh, runs and works and uh, moves through itself. Uh, there's a lot going on behind the scenes, I think, uh, that you could easily miss. Or, I mean, I don't think it's 
hard to not pick up on it either if you're trying to catch that story uh it's not like super obtuse or anything it is very kind of just there it's just easy to ignore if you don't care about that part uh and then my last one i would say is assassin's creed genre or the assassin's creed uh franchise franchise yeah. It's got puzzles, it's got exploration, it's got kind of all of that stuff that I look for in an adventure game. Uh, I feel like adventure is a pretty loose, loosely defined genre, because even Neil was like, Doom's kind of like an adventure game. I would say adventure has to have a strong focus on puzzles and a strong focus on exploration. Uh, combat is kind of a tertiary thing in it, where the combat oftentimes is a puzzle in and of itself yeah well then i would i'd take grand theft auto out of my list i i was just trying to hone in on solo experiences pretty much yeah i don't know i think yeah no i I don't think grand theft auto isn't an adventure game i just yeah yeah. i yeah for me uh, when i play an adventure game and i really love grand theft auto too i just don't think of it as an adventure i think of it as a see and even like rethinking how how i think i guess it's um, it's not really an RPG, though. I guess you level it up. Is. It's, I mean, it's a role-playing game. You take on the role of these three gangsters. And... That's true. Um, and that's where we get these genre-bending <laughs> yeah. kind of things. So when I think of RPG, I usually think of, like, level-up, skill-based, kind of, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the mechanics I, of the RPG, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess, thinking back on it now, one I would definitely add to my list, just Clinton, you kind of opened my brain up a little bit more about what an adventure game is. Outer Wilds has to be on there for me. Yeah, Outer Wilds Journey is also an amazing adventure game uh, that I think really changed how multiplayer games work for a lot of games in kind Mm -hmm. of this, like, it's very just glancing if you want it to be. Or you can also connect with this person and move through the whole game with them if you stick together and like i've read stories about journey where uh like people that don't play games a lot like their significant other or whoever convince them to sit down and play journey and or people that did play a lot of games and just didn't realize what it was about how they started playing and thought that the other people playing were npcs and Mm. they played through this game with a person and made it through the whole game like thinking that this was just an npc that was like trilling at them and making sounds at them to like get them to go to the places they needed to go but it was just someone that had played the game before and was leading them through how to how to play journey and it was just i don't know it's just kind of mind-blowing to me that a game can have that kind of impact where they kind of looked into it afterwards and realized like no this was another person who was Mm -hmm. like guiding me through this just because they were having fun playing journey with me whether they had played it before i guess or not like they were acting as this kind of weird guide npc to this person because they didn't realize it was an actual another human playing the game that's something i'd never played because that kind of got ruined for me yeah. uh so i never jumped into it but i still like to play that game it's a, it's an amazing game even knowing kind of the like how it works and how if you run something someone else that it is another person like it is very just open to those experiences like there's a reason that that happened to so many people and it's because right. it is it lends itself to that experience 
Um, before we go, were there any games that you thought of that you're like, I don't think this kind of fits in any of these genres that you kind of are I wanted of you, something? I wanted to scream Dark Souls at you for so long in the RPG section, and I think it's had a big I mean, there's Souls-like games now. It's yeah. had its own impact, but I think it's a very niche corner of the market, and they don't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would I would say it's an RPG game though. I would agree with that. Oh, I would totally even say RPG. Yeah, I would even say it's an adventure game. I mean, it yeah, is the puzzle really is kind of the combat of it, of it, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying they don't belong in either of those no, categories. No, no, yeah. I'm saying it's not like yeah. the top of the genre. I think it you need to be looking yeah. for that type of game. Yeah, the one that I was just like, I don't know, maybe if there was another category, um like a simulation category or something like Stardew Valley as it's just one of the greatest games, I think. Um it's just it's just so good it kind of just has so much in it it's so it has so much and i was like it's not really an rpg it's not really an adventure i was like maybe if we had like a simulation kind of style yeah um, i mean it has our i, I would say it, it, it's probably closer to rpg than any of the others that we talked about tonight but yeah i think yeah, it is a simulation kind of a harvest game. moon vania yeah. <laughs> i don't think it's a vania <laughs> i think there's like the, this issue that we're getting into video games that we need to get away from and that's like, I don't want to hear anything called a Souls like, I don't want to hear anything called a Metroidvania again. Or like, I like, want them or... someone to just like create a new word that encapsules them. Cause like 10, 20 years down the line, 30 years, it's Souls like. Like, what does that fucking mean? Like, it's, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. it, like, same with like, I guess Metroid will probably kind of. I mean, music has that, that same shit though. Like, what is, yeah. what does hard rock mean? That's true. <laughs> I like, oh no, like, this um, is a hard rock song. Like, like a, like a diamond. Like, what are you talking right. about? I just heard. Uh... No, that's glam rock. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just found out like why where heavy metal came from. Uh, the other day, um, there was like an art, and where did I watch this video? I don't know. <laughs> fucking quarantine's weird. I just have YouTube on. Um, it was. I can't, what the fuck was it about? the origin of something but like basically there was this guy he was like a artist kind of author and he would take books and he'd cut the pages in half and he would paste them together so like they were kind of you know you would read them and they wouldn't make sense but they did if you thought about it or whatever if you were high and in lsd yeah yeah two of the words that came together were heavy metal okay and uh someone pulled it from that and applied it to the genre <laughs> makes sense. i guess probably yeah, it makes about as much sense as, as the soul break or... yeah, yeah. <laughs> what video was i watching now i'm gonna be like wait that this random piece of information but i have no oh, idea where it came from souls like makes more sense than heavy metal that's not an argument <laughs> we need to get into right now it is like a soul scam i guess heavy it was, metal it music like... is not like a heavy piece of iron see i I didn't know that my, my like ideal of where it came from was like rock and roll. Like, Oh, it's fun. And then someone was like, Oh, this one's like a little harder. This is hard rock. And then it goes like, Oh, this one's not even hard, just hard. It's heavy. And it's not a rock. It's metal. It's, metal. <laughs> it's so heavy. It's compressed with rock into ore. Yes. That was like, my thought was like, Oh, we're not even just hard rock. We're heavy metal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, music I, genres I guess, make right. no sense either. So no. let's talk about adult contemporary. <laughs> well, I mean that makes sense because it's <laughs> makes contemporary music for adults. Pop just being short for popular. Yeah. Jazz. Um, what is jazz? Where does that come from? Oh my god. Do let's like not get jazz? into the what is art. <laughs> what does jazz mean? <laughs> no, what is what is the etymology of jazz? I want to know. 
<laughs> I want to know that. Hey, Google, uh, tell me about jazz. I used to know about rapping. Actually... <laughs> but rapping is just kind of like slang. Like it was just like slang for like talking fast in the beat. So, but where did hip hop come from? Oh, because that's it's a good hip, one. and you, you and hop it's hoppy. To it. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, I, all right, I take it back. I like souls like I like Metrovania. <laughs> We've we've brought them around, folks. We've brought them brought around. Me around. Well, I, it's like weird because like most games, the genre is what you do, right? Yeah. So it's like adventure. You go on an adventure. Shooter. You shoot stuff. Platformer. You jump from platform to platform. That's like souls like. What does that even mean? Good luck. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, all right. You guys got anything to say before we go? Nope. All right, Neil. Uh no, you said you guys. Do you have anything to say? And I said nope, which means that he doesn't have anything to say either. I'm oh, spoken for. Speaking <laughs> for you. All right. Well, if you want to send us any messages, you can send us an email at gamegoosepodcast at gmail.com, much like a friend Pat did that we talked about at the beginning of the show. You can check out Party Foul Games on Facebook and Twitter. And you can also watch us here every Tuesday at 8 o'clock on Twitch and listen to our podcast wherever you find podcasts. And you can also check out our other show called Duck, Duck, Dice every Monday at 7 p.m. where they play Dungeons and & Dragons. And they are also in a podcast Every other Monday now. Every other Monday now. Yeah. So not next Monday, but the Monday after. Okay. Uh, and FDA, then um, Sam has a scheduling conflict, so we're going to every other week. Fair, fair. And then um, you can find all the shows on YouTube as well. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, Let us know what your favorite genres are by emailing us or tweeting at us or whatever you want to do. Your your preferred form of communication. Email. So That's mine. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Favorite genres of communication. I'm going to go with signal fires. Smoke fires. Email. Email. (laughs) Uh, I'm a big fan of sending me private messages on Twitter. Yeah. No, it's news. <laughs> Whenever I get a private message on Twitter, I'm like, who the fuck is messaging me on Twitter? It's usually never good. Lighting <laughs> up in your PMs. <laughs> DMs? Private <laughs> messages. Oh, private messages. DMs, direct messages, Neil. That's, Insta- that's Instagram, you idiot. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it was nice talking to you all this week. I will uh, talk to you all next week. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>